Hello, everybody, and welcome to our Father's Day edition of the Skewed and Reviewed Skewedcast. I'm Gareth Grider, Skewed and Reviewed, and you can catch us online at sknr.net as we cover movies, games, television, hardware, travel, theme parks, pop culture, conventions, entertainment, and more. You can also catch us at Pinal, P-I-N-A-L, central.com, keyword skewed, where we have our video game reviews for the 12 papers in uh, 21 cities in the Pinal Central Network papers. You can go to sci-fi.radio and catch our skewcast each week. And also, I appear each week on BGHA's Geek Nation on KISW-FM radio, where we cover also movies, games, television, pop culture. And of course, last but not least, we have, uh, aside from syndication, we have student reviewed the magazine and we are working on the latest issue, which should be out next weekend. Uh, really looking forward to getting that out with you. We have a really nice game preview. We have a nice preview of some of the Halloween entertainment coming up, which uh, is not too far off. That'll be out, uh, you know, uh, September is going to be here before we know it. And uh, this week, obviously, with the holiday weekend going on and so much stuff uh, going on, holiday weekend for some who are going to be celebrating Juneteenth as well as the Father's Day weekend, we have naturally a crazy schedule. Uh, Joseph's off with his kids. Uh, Michael's off taking care of things. Justin's going to be off taking, uh, doing family stuff. And so uh, we are on a light thing. Justin's with us today to do the show. The other guys will be back as able. Poor uh, Joseph, his schedule has just had him busy all over the place. Uh, and he hasn't been able to get on. But we have a little bit of a shorter show for you than usual. And I wanted to just start off with a couple of things. Uh, give you an overview. We're going to be talking about some stuff for San Diego Comic-Con. That is not too far away, as well as the D23 Expo. And that was mainly because we had a week where there was just so much gaming news continuing to flood in from last week. Um, it's been an oversaturation. I do miss when we had just E3. We could talk about what we covered, and that was it, versus day after day of various outlets continuing to do their platforms. And so we're going to, you know, zip away from the uh, video games and we're going to start with conventions. And with that, I wanted to talk about San Diego Comic-Con. Now, traditionally, folks, what normally happens is that in uh, the world of 2016 to 2019, Comic-Con started to have a little bit of, well, for lack of a better word, we'll use an embargo. And what it was was a time frame uh, for when they would start contacting approved media and setting up interviews and such. And days before that, they used to contact us much sooner. And then there was this huge debate of, will I get approved for it, will I not? And then sometimes when you did get your approval, you ended up with a schedule conflict. So they tended to make it a little tighter also to help keep a little more suspense in place as to what was going to be there, what wasn't. So we're expecting that uh, yeah, probably around the 1st of July, we're going to start getting an idea from more and more of the panels. Uh, but we're starting to get a little bit now. We've seen companies like Entertainment Earth uh, talk about some of their exclusives that are going to be at the show from a collectible standpoint. But the other day, we got something in from Prime Video and that was that they would be there doing a Hall H presentation. We're told there's a possibility of roundtables and such that we put in for. 
where the Lord of the Rings, the Rings of Power, will be coming to Comic-Con International. You're going to have showrunners J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay there, as well as the ensemble cast will be going to Hall H, which is the big hall, greeting fans and talking about the show for the very first time. So we've heard rumors, $55 million per episode budget. We've heard, uh, you know, obviously we're probably going to see a trailer here. So let's talk about this, Justin. My take on it is that we had uh, two years of Comic-Con online where we talked about it wasn't so much in the reveals. We had a lot of pre-recorded panels just of the nature of how things were. For existing shows, there weren't a lot of movies. Uh, we had Comic-Con special edition in November. Again, a couple of shows, not as many uh of the high-profile things. We saw more of that at WonderCon with things like Bob's Burgers, the movie, um, some of the Disney Plus shows like The Quest. So looking at this, does this mean that you think we're getting everybody coming back full power? And what do you think of this announcement coming out when it did? Uh, it's a good question. I, I don't think it's going to come back full power but it'll probably be mostly back to the way it used to be i think it, it will be a pretty significant show i mean even last year um you know it seemed like there was quite a bit more activity than the year before so i think every year um you know since covid where we didn't have one um i think it's going to come back a little bit more as we get you know a little closer to normalcy so i, I do think that there's probably going to be quite a few announcements and and big things shown at uh, Comic-Con this year, but I don't think it's going to be quite as big as, uh, as it normally is. Um, you know, and it, it, the, the timing of the announcement, it's, it is pretty interesting, you know, because we're still a blaze out from the actual show itself. So, um, you know, but I, I think it makes sense that they're, they're starting to ramp up uh, announcements. Um, you know, I'm curious to see what, what this show um, has in store for it, because it's definitely like the biggest highlighting um, show that as Amazon has in the pipeline, I think it's probably the one that, uh, you know, they're, they're probably going to lean very heavily into the, uh, um, the, the marketing for. Yeah. It's interesting because obviously at this point in time, rumors are abounding. Uh, one of the things that we have heard is that for those that aren't aware, there are these things called pop-ups or activations and they're usually like little interactive walkthroughs where you get a closer experience. We've had some really good ones for like American Horror Story that had a VR aspect to it. There had, I remember one year they had like an Assassin's Creed obstacle course. Somebody did one over at Petco, which was um, for Borderlands, the pre-sequel, and it was like a laser bounce thing. They did a zombie escape. And to put it in perspective, these circle the con and they're often free for those who can't get tickets they have a uh, parking lot over to next to petco which is the ballpark where the padres play that often has uh, a lot of free activations and pop-ups there's a little park behind the convention center they have some things there where people can go in and then there's stuff up and down the street since the gas lamp is closed off to most traffic which is available and then uh, obviously, the ticketed events take place inside the convention center in some of the nearby hotels, so on and so forth. One of the things we heard this year is that there is potentially going to be more of them than ever, but they will be smaller in size. So the idea that I've heard is that some companies like 
uh, will essentially say, instead of taking up this much space, we're going to take up less. And that has given more space to another company who hasn't been able to be there or for them to perhaps promote a show that otherwise um, wouldn't be there or wouldn't be in the factor. I've heard some rumblings. I Again, I want to stress 100%. I don't know if there's any truth to this. I'm simply going by rumblings I've heard from a couple of fan communities. They're claiming that outlets like Paramount Plus and uh, Disney, D23, call it what you will, are doing certain events, but they are referring to them as a paid event that's only available to current subscribers or members. And there's a part of me going, well, okay, I could see that, but then there's another part of me going, yeah, but you have to look at it in perspective. It could be one of those situations where that may be the case, but they'll sign you up right there on the spot for a free trial so you can go through. So essentially, it is not a paid event. It is open to everybody, but if you're not a current subscriber, that's the option. And it could be a way to try to keep you know, the line moving, keep things under control, because it's not uncommon for some of these things to have a several hour wait. That's why whenever we get the option to go and see one of them, uh, we always try to book it up because there's just there's too much going on. Um, what I think though is interesting though is if you look back to the previous two Comic Con onlines, the first one we had was kind of a, I think in many ways catching up with shows because if you remember at that time, uh, 2021, most of the shows still were not filming, and you had this situation where you had a lot of panels with the. Uh, cast that were pre-recorded and such, and they were essentially saying, you know, can't wait till we can get back and film again, not sure when it's coming, da-da-da-da-da. The theaters were closed, and so you didn't have a lot of stuff. If I remember correctly, Justin, I think we had one for the New Mutants and stuff like that, but um, that was kind of it. And then the next year, we had a little more because the TV shows were filming, but you still had a shortage of the movies, and so I believe outside of Bill and Ted, it was a lot of, uh, you know, essentially the TV shows, this sort of thing. Now with everything filming, I think, as you said, we're gonna get back to a more traditional show in that you are probably gonna see more of the studios pushing their upcoming shows. You're definitely gonna see more stuff with the movies, but that leads us to the next topic, and that would be what does Disney have planned? We had heard a few months ago people at WonderCon were telling us, oh yeah, Marvel's coming back, they're doing Hall H panels, so on and so forth. And that kind of struck me as odd because my attitude was, well, Disney's doing the D23 Expo. Traditionally, they have a minimal presence at Comic-Con on the years they have their own Expo because it just makes sense to save your big reveals for your own Expo, especially since it only happens every other year because of COVID, we haven't had one since uh, 2019. Um, so to me, it was, well, of course, you're going to save some of your Star Wars stuff, your Marvel stuff, and all of that to make your reveals there. Uh, but we've been sent pictures of art uh, and banners going up around San Diego, and one of them very clearly shows She-Hulk uh, with a Comic-Con logo on it, which, you know, I look at it saying, uh, seems to indicate to me that they're going to be taking part. So, Justin, what do you think? What what kind of presence do you think we might see? Do you think it's going to be limited to TV and comics only, or do you think we'll see a little bit of everything? 
I think we will see a little bit of everything, and um, it, this is kind of getting into what we talked about last week with um, some of the video game uh, companies and how they, in general, you know, a lot of these companies are kind of going in their own direction of, of hosting their own events. So D23, you know, you, the question becomes, you know, how much do they show at Comic-Con who's really kind of unassociated with, uh, with Disney itself, and how much do they show at... Uh, their own event and you know a lot of the video video game companies are in this situation as well where how much how much do they you know play ball with uh packs or uh or you know e3 and the e3 commission how much are they gonna you know keep things exclusive to their own event and i think that's going to be kind of tough for the folks that run comic-con because uh they have to kind of convince you know marvel's a big player i mean it's it's comic convention so uh one of the two biggest comic um, companies in the world, um, obviously that you know, it's not going to be the same without them. So I, I do think, you know, uh, we will see a little bit of everything. I, th I think we'll probably not video games. Video games typically don't get shown in a huge uh, amount at Comic Con. You maybe get a little bit there, but most of t most of it, I think, it's going to be uh, maybe some movie news. But I, I think. Um, TV shows are, are a good option for Comic Con. Um, you know, show like um, maybe a first look at uh, um, uh, She Hulk or, or something like that. I think would be a good fit for for Comic Con. You know, it's interesting because I was thinking about this, and you we of course obviously have to look at the bigger picture. You can say all you want about you know timing and all of this, but you also have a cost factor to put in, and. I look at it and I go, I, I, you know, trying to guess what they're going to do is always hard to say because, as you said, the first question is I'm looking at it through the eyes of is it going to be how close to what a traditional show like we had in 2019 is it going to be and how um, different, you know, for example, one thing that I, I always uh, would point out is how. Um, the CW had a block of rooms in Ballroom 20 where you would get the update on a lot of the Arrowverse shows. Well, many of them have canceled or they're wrapping up. So what kind of presence are they going to be? And then, of course, the fact that DC has done a fandom. So, you know, is that going to change? What are we going to see with the Fox shows? Because traditionally, The Simpsons and Family Guy and all of the American Dad, uh, which I know isn't on Fox now and all of that, traditionally have had things there. And then you have things like the Hulu shows like the Orville and Futurama. Are they going to um, have a presence at Comic-Con or are they gonna wait? And it, it's part of the fun is kind of speculating. I think we can say that there's still going to be plenty. I mean, as I've said many times, we could go in there with a dozen people and still not cover everything because there's just so much going on at any given time, which is why it's the major pop culture event. You mentioned She-Hulk, and I think a few of the ideas that I, I wanted to float around for you is, let's go back to the Marvel uh, and Fox side of things. For example, I think the Predator and Alien comic would be potential uh, for San Diego Comic-Con in that it's not necessarily a family-oriented thing that would be ideal for D23. Um, the new Predator comic for Marvel is coming very soon. You've got the brand new movie Prey coming in August. Um, 
And then you've got the new Alien comic line starting in August as well. I look at that and say Comic-Con is probably the ideal place because come September with the D23 Expo, again, I don't think the more mature stuff is going to be an ideal fit for them. I could definitely see this being at Comic-Con. Now, whether it's going to be a panel, whether these are going to be pop-up and activations, or simply come to the booth, get a free order, who knows? But I think these are the kind of things that you can definitely see there, and it wouldn't surprise me. Um, we don't know about other Fox franchises and where they are in the process, but you know, I, I do think, and I, you know, considering the fact that Alien and Predator have been associated with the convention before, yes, before they were owned by Disney, but I do think that this is probably not an unexpected thing that we might see. There's a part of me saying, you know, they don't really need it because they do well enough on their own. But let's not forget that the new Thor movie is coming out in July. Some kind of presence or publicity at Comic-Con might be a good idea because the argument would be come September, the movie's already had its run. So that could be a place, um, you know, other shows coming to D23. Who knows? I think the fact is it's going to be interesting. One thing that you had mentioned, Justin, is that we don't always see a large video game um, presence, and that does depend on the year. Traditionally, at the end of the hall, uh, some years Microsoft has had a thing. You've had a little bit of Nintendo with like Capcom, Blizzard's been there with merchandise, and then some years offsite, um, we've had things like Microsoft has had a gaming lounge. There were some years before the launch of the um, at PS4 and stuff, Sony was there for a while. Uh, I remember Aliens Colonial Marine was uh, pushed there, some other stuff. So you could play around and say, well, there are certain video games that maybe, like, for example, the Gotham Knights game might be an example. We had um, uh, Alien Isolation was promoted there. Maybe just maybe they might consider, like, Callisto Protocol or Dead Space. Uh, I'm kind of leaning away from those simply because I think they're a little too far down the pipeline and they might save those more for like packs or something. Uh, but I think that's part of the fun is going to be what's there, what's coming back, which of the shows are going to be pushing. I know like one that I'm very curious about is the Jack Ryan series on Prime Video. We know a season three has been shot and coming. We know they have one more series planned and then they're going into spinoffs. They were there in the past promoting the show. Uh, I'm curious if they would be back. It was an interesting thing. They actually had a whole kind of Moroccan market set up on the other side of the street uh, promoting it. Krasinski wasn't able to be there because he was actually off out of country filming it. Um, but, you know, it'll be interesting. And then you go back to other things like various ABC shows, for example, uh, The Rookie. Nathan Fillion's a very popular attraction at Comic-Con based on uh, uh, him and his uh, past shows. Would they potentially be there pushing the new rookie spinoff with Nisi Nash? And I would say that's a possibility. So I think it's going to be really, really interesting to see what shows up and what um, is going to be pushed. Now, uh, moving onwards, we mentioned the D23 Disney Expo, so there was a bit of Disney news coming in this week, more than a bit, and I wanted to talk about it. Now, uh, we've talked in the past about Knott's and Universal and SeaWorld and their Halloween events, and we're going to be doing some uh, more on those closer to the release date. 
uh, especially with the radio, especially we have something coming up in the magazine. But Disney has announced that they are revealing Halloween-themed events, and what they're going to be doing is from September 2nd to October 31st, they will be doing Halloween time in the Oogie Boogie Bash, and there will be also a Disney uh, Halloween party. One thing they're going to be doing is there's a special event for D23 members that is going to be taking place at California Adventure uh, with reduced capacity, that sort of thing on the Saturday night of the D23 Expo, and tickets are gonna be going on sale uh, fairly soon for that, so we definitely are going to uh, have a look at that and see what happens. I think that's going to be uh, a very interesting event. And then we also got news that one of the things that is going to be coming to the D23 Expo, and for those who haven't gone, it is absolutely fantastic. It's almost sold out. There's still a few Sunday tickets left, but they have tons of panels. They have things where they talk about what's coming to the park, what's coming to the cruise lines, the hotels, the parks, I should say. Uh, you cover the television, you cover the movies. They have this big showcase that is filled with stars where they talk about uh, what's coming out in the next couple of years on the theatrical side. I mean, we've had things like Dwayne Johnson come out holding uh, onto the side of a Jungle Cruise replica. We've had Chris Evans and Anthony Mackie come out and show us a scene from a Captain America film that was just filmed the week before. We had Angelina Jolie come out and show what her Maleficent looked like, Natalie Portman. I remember we had most of Robert Downey Jr. and most of the cast of the Avengers came out while they were still filming the movie and showed one of the scenes from the film. So you have a lot of great stuff there. There's a lot of uh, props and everything. There's a lot of memorabilia, collectibles. And one of the great things is that they have this um, walkthrough event. And like some of the ones that I can uh, share with you, I remember one year they had a lot of props from Disneyland from the years gone past. So like they had an older Matterhorn bobsled with the Abominable Snowman. They had the stuff from the Penny Arcade in the era before digital video games, stuff like that that was uh, uh, really impressive to see. One year we had stuff that was all based on pirates uh, throughout Disney lore, a lot of Pirates of the Caribbean, but they had costumes, props from the movies, props from some of the uh, old TV shows back in the day. Absolutely amazing. I remember the last D23 we went to, there was a beautiful thing that had all these costumes from their live action shows, um, princess costumes, so on and so forth. And Disney actually the other day showed us uh, a little bit of what was coming. And it's called 100 Years of Memorabilia, excuse me, 100 Years of Wonder. And so they will be going through iconic props and costumes in immersive environments, which will create, uh, you know, beloved moments from Disney entertainment. And really, really curious to see how this will be. And they talked about it is going to be 12,000 square feet, and it will be literally a step into time as you go through various moments. And they talked about um, captaining the boat in Steamboat Willie, walking the blue carpet at the Snow White and Seven Dwarfs um, premiere, the carousel horses from Mary Poppins, um, something from Dick Tracy, something from Tron, uh, coming face to face with the bride in the attic from the Haunted Mansion, and just so much more. And so I'm really, really excited to see how that uh, will play out uh, because there's just um, just so much stuff and one of the great things about it is it's not just about the movies it's not just about 
the TV shows, uh, the theme parks. I remember, uh, Justin, you may remember when I talked about going to the showcase where they talked about the name of the boat. And uh, just wanted to mention as we record this, the wish has docked at Castaway Cay and it is on its, this morning, and it's on its way over to Florida where they'll be having the uh, christening ceremony and it will be uh, taking its place as the fifth boat in the Disney Cruise Line fleet and beginning uh, passenger service very, very soon. And just the photos of it look even better than the concept artwork. It's just an absolutely stunning um, boat. And uh, you know we're getting ready to take our next Disney cruise in December. Uh, once again, aboard the Wonder, we're going to be doing the Christmas cruises. And as they were doing this whole showcase where they showed us all these additions to the park, they showed us what the uh, Star Wars Hotel would look like. They showed the concepts of some of these new Avenger attractions. Uh, they talked about some of the productions, like here is uh, one of the parades coming. Here is one of the new themes. And then there was a musical number where Dick Van Dyke all of a sudden appeared did a song and dance number, brought the house down. I mean, it was just absolutely amazing. And that is the strength of the D23 Expo. They always exceed your greatest expectations. You think you're going to get stars. I mean, I remember going and seeing Robert Downey Jr. talking about uh, getting kicked out of Disneyland as a teenager as he's receiving his Disney Legend Award. And it's just so much stuff. It, it, it's amazing, you know, you and McGregor coming out and confirming he's coming back as Obi-Wan Kenobi. So, uh, just with this in mind, what are some of the things that you are hoping uh, Disney might reveal at the Expo? Uh, it's a good question. You know, I, I think um, uh, I would like to, I would like to, obviously, as a huge Alien Predator fan, I'd like to see more about what's maybe down the pipeline and in, in those franchises i i doubt that they would actually show those at d23 i think those would probably be reserved for some kind of other event but uh um you know i'd have to uh, i would have to mention those just to because of you know my fandom i guess of of alien and predator but um beyond that you know i think um there might be a little bit of star wars news there might be uh but they usually save most of the Star Wars stuff for um, Star Wars Celebration. So my guess is that a lot of it is going to be Marvel-focused um, and maybe um, more focused on some of the other you know, Disney properties maybe getting live-action remakes or, or something like that. I think that's probably a safe bet. I think, uh, too, another thing to focus on, and I, I don't know if I illustrated this enough, is that additions to the park are a big thing. I know... There have been rumors, uh, I mean, they, we've talked about it, there have been all kinds of rumors of a potential third park built in California, perhaps potentially over by where the Angels are. There have been reports that a new tower is gonna be built at the Disneyland Hotel, specifically for Disney Vacation Club members. So this is usually the place where they tell us, because you know this is where Star Wars Galaxy's Edge got its full detail revealed. And I was thinking about a prior show, and I, you know, just to give you an idea, imagine if you can wrap your head around this one, Justin. Before Shanghai Disney opened, they had a large section of the floor, of the main floor. And if, for those who haven't gone, imagine like the middle part has a lot of vendors and stuff. And then the outer areas, you have all these costumes, props, 
activations. Uh, I remember the last one, they had stuff from uh, D23. We had a whole lineup of Marvel hero costumes, so on and so forth. But they had this large walk-in area. And uh, one year we had one that was all about, obviously, Galaxy's Edge. They had all these Star Wars props. They had a, a model laid out of what it was going to look like. Uh, we had one where they talked about um, uh, Marvel land where they had like props from Hank Pym's test kitchen and all that. But I remember one year they, before Shanghai Disney opened, they had this huge interactive thing. And to give you an idea just how big this thing is, they had staff members from the park in China. And remember, it hadn't even opened yet. And they had them over to answer questions and tell people about the park and where it is in the construction process. They had full models and artwork of what is going to be up in the park. They had video displays, like you would go in there and they would say, this is our Pirates of the Caribbean attraction, and this is how it's going to be upgraded and different. And while it's Pirates of the Caribbean, it is not going to be the same as the one that they have at Cal. And you could go through and they had interactive displays and they had the costumes and they were all, you know, it was just like, it, the best way I could describe it is, if you can't get on a plane and go to Shanghai to experience the park, this was the next best thing because while you didn't have the attractions to go on, you had detailed interactive things so you could get an idea of what it's like. You could see the designs, you could see the artwork, and it was just the incredible amount of detail. And that was just one small part of the much larger uh, experience. And that was just, you know, I, I remember they had this walkway that had the, I mean, things like this just bring back so many childhood memories. They had various cars from the history of the Atopia attraction. And you would walk through and they were like, these were the cars when we opened, these were the cars that replaced them, these were the cars that came up. And that was like, you know, and, and being able to walk through it and go, oh, I remember that the first time I went as a kid, that was the car. And then I remember when they had these. So really big experience. Um, I'm, I'm beyond excited as you can guess to uh, see and hear what they have. We're uh, hoping to take our granddaughter for the first time and uh, see what that's like and go cover the Oogie Boogie Bash. So lots of great stuff ahead. Well, everybody, that is going to do it for us today. I hope you have a very safe Father's Day. I hope you have a wonderful week ahead. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Until then, take care.